Hey, O-Club, just jumping in at the beginning of the episode to let you know that this one's a little bit different. We had front-loaded a few episodes uh, because life was going to get busy, so we pre-recorded a bunch, uh, you know, a few weeks back. And in the course of those few weeks, a lot has happened in my life and in Lucas's as well. And so this episode was more about us just kind of catching up and and seeing how life has been. So if you want to come and take that ride with us and find out what's going on in our crazy, interesting lives, um, I air quote then keep listening and come aboard. And if not, then you can wait for next week's hard-hitting journalism uh, that you are accustomed to with Oxford Holy Club. So I'm getting out of here. Enjoy the episode. Hey, guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's your host, Beard Man. And the bald eagle. I drew it out. I thought I was on track to nail it, and then I could see that I, we just weren't getting there. So I'm not sure <laughs> if you noticed or not. It was, you wrote it all the way to the station. It, I'm not sure if you could tell, uh, but I really, really drew the words out there. Uh, to Something felt a little different. Uh, did it? Well, <laughs> we're here now, Lucas. It's happening. It's episode... <laughs> Are you okay? I shall survive. I'm, I'm pretty much totally healthy again. I don't know why I'm coughing. Out of habit, I guess. It would seem to me that I think any new users that have come on for the last few episodes only know you as someone who is ill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole sick, the whole sickly <laughs> bald man, and oh no, I'm bald eagle. That's right. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Shoot. We're falling <laughs> apart here. Well, welcome to episode 49. Uh, Lucas, how are you? I'm pretty excited that we're almost to 50. That's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy, man. We're coming up on the year, which is, I, I've said it before, but that's just mind boggling. Number one, that we could pull this together for an entire year every week, week after week is, uh, is something else. We've been very dependable, you know, for, by and large, which is great. Yeah, unless unless people, some people are on boats or in hot tubs, but whatever. <laughs> no, well, that's, that, that's it, it speaks to your professionalism that even when you've got a, uh, a leaky uh, boat or whatever, you can still get it to shore. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I see what you did there. It's an analogy. It's like... Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, we're going to do a little catching up in a second, but I was listening to this other podcast, uh, as I do, and normally, Lucas, you throw in the hypothetical, but when I heard them ask this question, I I immediately got my phone and wrote it down because I didn't want to forget, and it was, it's a Star Trek related um, podcast. Now, forgive the spelling, and I- I I could tell that by the century. Yeah, Okay. The, they posed the question because there was a whole episode where, and you, you'll remember, you're a, you're a Star Trek connoisseur, a Trekkie. Yep. Uh, as, a Trekkie or Trekker, I can't remember which one I am. I believe it's, I believe it's Trekkie, uh, but whatevs. Well, no, there's actually two. There's, it's two different definitions. One, they, they have to do with how you interact with Star Trek. One's the weird one and one's like, like they're cool. I'll be the cool one. Uh, but go ahead. You lost me when you started dividing the Trekkie community between the cool and the uncool. <laughs> so that one guy and then the rest of us. Okay. Uh, well, so they were, there's, a, there's this episode, and you, you may remember it. I do. It's an episode uh, where, where uh, I think Data and Worf, uh, not a sponsor, they, they go, <laughs> they go uh, to this like space station or something like that, and there's all these cryopods. Uh, oh, yes. which are like sleep stations that freeze you. Apparently not to death. Uh, they freeze you alive. And, you know, you get that immediate shot of like the skeleton. The, 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 the glass was cracked. and one of the, Yeah, one of them didn't make it. I mean, that's required by sci-fi law. Okay, go ahead. Right. And then, and then of course, there's the few that, that do make it. There's uh, a lady and two gentlemen. And the, the lady, you know, the story, the story for her, if you remember, was that I think she had a brain aneurysm. I'm not sure why I laughed while I said that, but had a brain aneurysm. And her husband uh, froze her so that she could be, you know, revived later when science could fix it. Um, 
And then the other two gentlemen were uh, like this rich guy and, and some rock and roll musician who knew they were dying. And so they got cryogenically frozen in the hopes that they could live later. And, and so the episode, you, well, you would think that that would be the, the, the B story, perhaps, of the episode, you know, but that was the A story. We really followed those people uh, along that episode while there was like a whole lot more going on with Romulans. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> the question is this. So they were frozen at that... They were, I think that was like, maybe they were frozen in the 1980s, 1990s, somewhere around there. And they, okay. they were awoken in the 24th century. Now, mm-hmm. Lucas, we are in the yes. 21st century. Correct. So. 300-year so jump. So the question, the hypothetical before us tonight, Lucas, is this. If you could be frozen in cry, 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 <laughs> cryostasis. Cryostasis. <sighs> that explains that, for you. that explains why Google underlined it. If you if you could be frozen in cryostasis and awoke in the 24th century, would you do it? Am I guaranteed a Star Trek 24th century or does any 24th no, century? No, no, any any 24th century. I mean, even if I was guaranteed Star Trek, I just don't think I could. I mean, I've got family here. It's the same reason I wouldn't want to move to Hawaii. Like, it's probably better. It's probably cooler. But my family, my friends are here, and I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. Uh, Lucas, I'm not sure if you're familiar with how moving works, but you can bring your wife and kids with you if you go to Hawaii. Hawaii is not a singles-only spot. No, I know, but I mean, like, my so- extended family, parents, grandparents, and aunts and uncles and the like. But let's just imagine, for instance, if there was, uh, it's not a, <coughs> Hawaii is a, is it a state? What do they call that? Yep. State. Yeah, it's a state. Could you imagine if it was, if that was the only rule to living there, you had to be single? <laughs> and it, well, it's funny because, uh, especially in the winter, I'll watch like House Hunter shows, but I, but I only watch House Hunter like Hawaii and House Hunter Caribbean and stuff. It's because it's like a little mini vacation for me. And uh, it's kind of fun too, but a lot of them, it's like, oh, you know what? We just decided to leave our life behind and move to sunny, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, th- that sounds awesome, except for to me, like, but what about your friends? What about your family? Like, I mean, obviously they're bringing their like nuclear family with them, but like you're leaving a lot behind. Like, but I guess people just don't like people as much as I do, I guess. I, I, oh, hold on just a second. Sure. You need my keys? But you gonna say hello? Someone needs his keys. Sour keys, regular keys, we don't know. I'm recording with Lucas at the moment. Let's see if someone is going to show up on the screen. It doesn't look like it. Just a bunch of gaudy guitars. Oh no, he's listening. <laughs> that was that was my wife. Who, who's yet to make an appearance on the podcast, but we need she to get hasn't. her on. She just disappeared. No, she came in and took my keys and, and then left. Mm. Maybe they're going to Hawaii. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Could be. How about you? Would you get frozen well, in cryostasis? Well, hold on. I'm still unfamiliar with you. So you're just saying no because your family wouldn't be there with you. Uh, oh, yeah. 100%. Well, but what? And, well, and the thing is, you're not guaranteed a better... Like, half of all futures you see on TV are, like, super awesome and sweet. And half of them are, like you know, dark and, you know, it could be a Terminator's feature where I just get shot immediately. Or there could be, or we could have spun into the sun by then. Who knows, right? Like, it's a gamble whether or not I'll even survive. I don't know if it's worth it just to have a slightly better TV or whatever, or, or hover cars. But, okay, I'm I'm with you, but what if, what if, I, to me, it seems like you're choosing to be frozen while you're still in a living, like functional state where your family's still around and all that. Oh, you're it's, thinking TNG rules where I'm about to croak. Would I would I get shot into the future? Yeah, I'm wondering. Oh, if, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, I, I still wouldn't like it, but I mean, if it's either dead or maybe dead in the future, maybe alive. I mean, I'd, I'd take a kick at the can. Worst well, case scenario, I get killed and see, well, I would have been dead anyway. Right. Uh, it's just like that threat you always, you know, you say to the kids, like, and, and I mean, not in my home, but if you do that again, you're going to wake up dead. <laughs> I've, <laughs> you, I've never heard that. You don't, you don't say that? Maybe that's one of those PEI-isms. Now, I will say, for the record, I've never said that to my children. Um, I, I think I've had that spoken over me, though. 
<laughs> and here you stand. And here I stand, still waking up alive. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Lucas, because I wrestle with what does this mean about my faith? Right. There's the faith aspect. There's that See, you're, whole, there's, you're so much holier than me. You're always going to the faith no, aspect No, no, no. I wanted to go goof, goof, goof. But uh, there, obviously there's a part of me that it'd be amazing to, to basically fall asleep a little chilly and and then wake up and it be all sciency and you know um, full of Philip J Fry yeah I, you know what I was thinking of Futurama and what that might be uh, not a sponsor I don't think it's a stretch Lucas to think that in the 24th century uh, if the Lord tarries that that we could be in space in some way. Oh yeah, I I have to think like I think of you know if you go back a couple thousand years uh, or a couple hundred years, sorry, what did the world look like you know even three hundred years ago for people? If if you drop so, like we were barely in North America at that time. I mean we were but for like a hundred years, but like it wasn't much. So if you think about how much development and you know technology and all that has come in the last mm-hmm. couple hundred years, what yep. what would it be like for us? I would, I would be super, man, I don't know. I don't know how I would take it. I feel like you'd be immediately out of place and out of date and you'd be like a a kid again, having to be taught, but you're not a kid. You don't have a malleable brain, malleable, malleable, mallet (laughs) brain. My, I'm the one with the half frozen mouth and you're really having a hard time getting stuff out. Oh yeah, you were at the dentist, eh? Well, hold on. I was. We'll save it. Save it. Save it. We'll 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 mine that tooth gold uh, later. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, if I was really given the option to do it, and I was on my deathbed, and the technology was proven to work, yeah, I I would I I might be okay with it for the fun of seeing the future. If we're if we're just kind of being fun with it, if we're being serious about faith and stuff like that, I would probably yeah. decline. The thing that was funny about that story was, okay, I get the like, I'm about to die. They freeze you, but why do they shoot them into space? Like that, I don't understand. Like, why is space the the safe space? Well, maybe they felt that something was going to happen on Earth. I don't remember the story, but maybe maybe something could happen on Earth, and so they you know you're, you're safer in space. And in space, it's, well, no, I, you know, are there diseases in space? In space, no one can hear you scream. It, so they say. Aliens. Is that, what, is that what you speak over your kids? I was told <laughs> I'll wake up dead. You hear, in the, your kids hear, in space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> I was teaching grade six science one time, and we were talking about space. And it was an awesome unit to teach them because, like, they're grade six. They don't know anything about anything. And so everything I tell them is, like, mind-blowing, and space is fun. And I told them about like, oh, yeah, like sound doesn't travel in space because there's like no air for the sound waves to travel on. I said, that's why there's an old movie poster for aliens called, and it says, in space, no one can hear you scream. And some kid just got totally freaked out by it. Uh, yes, qu- comment? I was just curious. You really dished on the grade sixers there. Uh, and I'm wondering, none of them listen, do they, at any of your grade sixes from your school? That's- well, no, but I mean, to me, it's just a fact. When you're grade six, there's... Is there more you don't know or more that you know? I mean, as a human being adult right now, there's more I don't know than do know. But it's that's why I love teaching the grades like six and sevens because like it's science is super easy and super fun at that age. Like there's so much uh, mind blowing stuff that like rocks the world, like telling them that we're basically on a spaceship traveling X number of miles an hour. And, you know, essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. the earth is. And they're like, no way. I never thought of it that way. Like it's, it's, it, it is fun. I haven't taught it in like five or six years at least. But uh, I did enjoy it. Maybe that's because that the last thing you said to them was in space. No one can hear you scream. And then uh, they all dropped my class. Never get uh, Mr. Candy. So catching up. Tell me, uh, have you been to any gas stations lately? Uh, Lucas, so if you recall, we had Matt Barber on a little while ago, and we talked about some PEI-isms and different sayings mm-hmm. and things like that. Boat but, traffic, where are you to? <gasps> but there's there's one that uh, that... Almost everybody on the island instinctively knows. Wake up dead? <laughs> no, not that one. Uh, that one's just a special one for me. Um, that if you're not from the island, or let me rephrase that. If you are not born on PEI, you are labeled from, from away. away. You're from away. 
And it doesn't matter if you move there at one and you've lived there your entire life and maybe we're even in government or we're like <coughs> instrumental in something for the island or crazy famous for the island, mm -hmm. you are still from away. Now, I was born in Summerside, PEI, which means I'm not from away. I'm from PEI. You're from here. I'm Yeah, but but I have... I, I you know, I've almost, it hasn't happened yet and it's not going to happen. I thought there was going to be this moment in my life where I have lived off the island longer than I lived on. But Right, you were getting close. I was getting close, but as the Lord would have it, he's bringing me back to, to, to stretch out the other end of that, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, so... Uh, so we were we were in PEI this weekend, and we had a few things that we were doing. We were, uh, <clears throat> as the listeners know uh, by now, that that my family is moving to PEI and and all of that. Uh, I took a position at a church in Sherwood, you know, in Charlottetown. So so we needed to go to the to the island to go look at some potential um, housing arrangements, you know, some duplexes, things like that. And this is all, I'm, I'm going to explain why we were on the island and kind of what we did. And, and then I'll get to, because this all happened at the end, um, the, but the question that you asked. Uh, so we, you know, we found a house, which is really cool. We uh, were able to find a, a duplex. Not, I saw it, that. Looks nice. Yeah. You know what? It's, uh, it's not bad. It's not huge. And really right now in Charlottetown, for the price that we're looking at, right? If you want to spend $2,500 a month with nothing included, you can get yourself something which is just ridiculous. That's, that's bonkers. Well, and, and we're no, we're, I'm not making any kind of political comments or, uh, or anything. However, I did see in the news that regulators are getting at landlords right now because uh, there's almost a 0% vacancy rate in Charlottetown and surrounding areas right, right now. And there are some landlords, certainly not all, are taking advantage of that and they're jacking their rent because demand is so high right. outside of what they're legally allowed to do. Uh, mm. And some of these are even people that have renters already and they're charging their renters more. So we found we found a few places that were kind of within our price range. It's still expensive, but uh, we're very thankful that we were able to find some. So we went and looked at one, found this duplex, and 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 you and I can talk more about that off air because there's some you know some cool there's some cool God things that he did. The land well, you know what? The landlady has a connection back to the church that I'm currently in right now. Her, um, her niece has attended here, and we know her niece, um, mm. which was neat. We were I was I was really. Uh, Mandy and I are adults and we can handle, you know, not as much living space because uh, we're downsizing big time. But I was worried about the kids and, you know, with friends and just like things that get them excited. I want the kids to be excited. And right. some, and, and a couple of kids came knocking on the door while we were looking at this place and asked if Harmony and Jaden could come out and play. And, and then before we knew it, there were like six, uh, six community kids with Harmony and Jaden and this just on the street, they weren't on the street. They were over, they were across the street at this house. Frolicking in the road as kids are as, as, to do. as they do, uh, but they were playing with them and they were having a blast and they were sharing <laughs> Roblox usernames and, and all this kind of stuff to connect later. And, and, you know, it, we met, went and met the parents over there. We didn't just let our kids go over to a stranger's house and. Uh, but it was just cool how God kind of orchestrated some stuff there, you know, with for the kids. And um, so we wound up taking this duplex. And and so then we were, got, we you know, we did a tour of the school that the kids are going to go to. And maybe there's a potential for Mandy to get in there as an EA. Not, you know, I, I can't speak to that. The job postings right. are just coming out. But all of that to say, you know, within, uh, within, if she were able to get in there, where our house and the school and my work is, is all within five minutes of each other. It would right. be crazy if, if, um, if that would work, but so we stayed in Cavendish at this place called Marco Polo land. And so we drove back and forth between Charlottetown and Cavendish, which is like a half hour, you know, each way. And we were driving, 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 never got any gas. And the last trip to Charlottetown, we didn't get gas. We, we went back to Cavendish, packed up our stuff and we're like, okay, we'll get gas on the way out. Cause there's a gas station in Charlotte or in Cavendish. And so we right. go, it's closed. So we're like, okay, well, we're like real close to like the lights on, you know, it's, mm. it's got that empty, that empty sign is happening. So yeah. I uh, bust out Google because I, even though I'm from there, I can't think of where the closest gas station is other than Charlottetown or going straight to O'Leary for some reason. Anyway. And if you ask, they're going to revoke your from here. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, this is a big buildup for something that's not that big. Um, 
<laughs> so then we drive, we, we leave and we're on track for going home because there's a gas station along the way called racetrack, you know, gas, something like that. So we get there and it's closed. So now, now we're 15 to 20 minutes away from any gas station and none of them are on our way. Every gas station is now either backtracking or going out of the way the other direction to get to oh, a gas no. station. So we decide that we're just we're gonna go we're gonna go for it. We went to Kensington, which you know if if you imagine you're at the center of the the top center of PEI. Did you, you get a frosty treat? No. If if you're the top center of PEI, you want to just basically go straight down to get to the bridge. We basically skirted left quite a ways across the island, made it to Kensington. So we get to Kensington and we get, we, uh, Mandy goes and gets gas and I go in to go pay for it. I'm just kind of waiting around, waiting around. She paid at the pump because I, I thought I was going to pay and she paid at the pump and the guy's like, oh, hey, she paid at the pump. You can just get your drink now. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> thanks. He scans my drink. He takes a look at me and this is, this is his words. Are you from away? <laughs> And you punched him in the face. I didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> never, never in my life, have when I've been on the island, has anyone ever dared question my island status? You got to get that potato stench on you. Like, I, I, so that was a lot of buildup to me asking this question. What's up? Is, is there, is, I, I want to know, is there a quality about me now that says I'm not from PEI. Yeah, Lucas. I have a question. Now, <clears throat> the, the Bradley that I met was fresh off the island. Um, right off the boat, as they would say. Right, right off the boat if there had still been a boat. <laughs> um, and when I th think of you now and you then, obviously, you know, you've matured and whatnot. But <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I've matured? What? You've matured. Oh, sorry, might have been uh, a delay in the audio. <laughs> but... The only really, I mean, obviously like hairstyles change and stuff like that, but your your HQ or hipster quotient has increased, um, you know, you know. What are you saying? Uh, your, your hipster quotient. Are hipsters a thing on the island? I assume they would be in Charlottetown, but maybe you, maybe they think you're a, a, an off, an off worlder. Because uh, you got the Wesleyan youth leader uh, going thing. Going, oh no, he just put on some black rim glasses that probably don't have glass in them. Uh, <laughs> These are prescription. Although I can't see you any better. <laughs> so that's the only thing is, I mean, you look trendy, which is good, you know. Um, but maybe that maybe you didn't look country enough for Kensington. What? Uh, so, That's the only thing I can think of. So full disclosure. Unless you lost an accent I never heard. I'm wearing the exact same thing I wore there. So it, it you know, it is a teal shirt. So I, I kind of can, mm. and, and I've got shorts on that have like a palm tree pattern. So, yep. and, and this t-shirt is not a normal, like the t-shirt that rolls kind of up at the sleeve. It's just a touch, like a one roll. And then it's got a little pattern again of some leafy things. And it's got a, it's, this t-shirt has a pocket. I've, but when I think of yeah, pocket, it's a, it's a little hipstery and it looks kind of vacationy. I'll, I'll be honest. It looks a little vacationy. And you know what? I had flip flops on. Yeah. Yeah. You look like you were in full vacation he mode. Got, and he, he got me dead. You probably saw a car packed to the rafters with stuff and children. Yeah. Yeah. There, you know, there was that. You know, and he might've even spotted the, the uh, Nova Scotia plate, you know, let's, well, let's say it's not about you. Let's say it's about your car or uh, your van. Do you think it's possible that my aimlessly wandering around the store waiting for my wife to pay for the gas only to have her pay for it at the pump was, was the, was the ringer. That was the giveaway. <laughs> you did not seem like a man with a, with a purpose in life at that moment. Very much vacation. Vacation Brad was in full swing maybe. So, so he asked the question, you from away? And what was your answer? I almost threw my drink at him. <laughs> now, I, I I said you ask that again you'll wake up dead. No, I said uh, <laughs> no. I said um, I said no. I'm not from away. I'm from then. But see, I was I was not offended, but I had to defend myself. So yeah, then this it. this poor teenager at the gas station gets my life story very quickly, <laughs> so that I can defend why I'm not from away, but why I appear to be from away. But I'm coming back, and and thusly will not be away. I will be here. 
And so it begins well, with question for you. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, if you know, if you know, if you're born a nanosecond off the island and then come to the island, you know, if you're born on the ferry before it touches land, you're from way. No, that's international um, waters. You don't belong to anyone. Then you're a man of the world. <laughs> um, but so that, I, I get that. If you were born there and lived there for like two years and then move away for thirty and come back, are you from away? No. So you're. It's it's all about like soil and where you're born. I'm I'm pretty sure that the first needles that you get when the doctors give you some has a little bit of the red dirt. A little bit of the red dirt. Little little something. Just 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 a little something, uh, and and it, you know I thought it calls to all of us, but uh, <laughs> maybe uh, you know what it was. I never. I never thought of this. He's from away. That's oh, why. That, so? That's why he didn't recognize me. That sounds. That sounds defensive. Well, maybe you're from away. No, I think I'm on. I think I'm onto something. So with this with this gas attendant, I basically give him my life story about how I was from the island and how I moved away for work and and then through you know living in different places. This is all happening at a gas station. Other people are coming in, and I am I am giving this guy my story so that he and knows. And cursing the tourist who's holding up oh, the line. This hipster and his flippy flops are messing up my day. Uh, and so I give it to him and explain why I'm not from away. And, uh, and I believe he believed me, but I'm really going back to this whole thing that he's from away and, and that <laughs> there it is. So now, now here is a question. Is it going to be hard for your, your kids and wife who are off worlders and from away to live in this, this strange and hostile land of so, potatoes? Lucas, it's funny that you'd ask that question because yes. <laughs> it will be, and they got. The, it, it happened when we when we took them to the school. Uh, we introduced them to the principal and different people that were in the office, and they they asked the question, "Oh, where are you from?" And we said, "Oxford, Nova Scotia." Oh, you're from away, <laughs> as though we're like a circus animal. <laughs> and and then I was right on that to go. Well, no, I'm from here. They're one half Islander. They are from away. Uh, actually, they're probably more than you one threw half. threw them right out. Oh. It's like, no, no, no. These kids are dirty <laughs> Nova Scotians. <laughs> I am pure, pure Islander. Uh, and then one lady came out from the back and she said, I, I've been here 19 years and I'm still from away. And so they all had a <laughs> chuckle at this poor person and being from away. And then I'm pretty sure as the tour went on, the principal would point out classrooms and which teachers were purebreds and which ones were from away. <laughs> you have to get identifying cards, your ID card, and you get there. Uh, this person's, the, this one's from here. Oh, well, let's get, let's get Jaden into that class. This one's from away. Oh, pass. That, that's a hard pass. That's a hard pass. Uh, so, you know what? There's, there's more stories that could be mined. We did a bunch of different things. Uh, but you know what? We can, uh, we can share those at another time, Lucas, because I am so excited to hear about your boat tales. Woo! <laughs> but before we get there, it's time for our Not A Sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does well, ladies and gentlemen, it may surprise you to know that my spiritual gift is not the gift of administration. Now, that doesn't give me an out. I can't just go, well, sorry, uh, that's not my spiritual gift. So I just can't administrate and organize. Uh, as a pastor, that's just not going to cut it. You've got to be able to uh, build teams that have those or uh, find products or software that can help you maximize your administrating uh, ability. And I have found that with Planning Center. Now, Planning Center is a whole family of apps and it's designed for the church and they have a dedicated team that love to create really great software and they keep up with technology and the church's needs. It's a really cool story that they have, which you can check out at planning.center slash about. But they've got different products Things like check-ins, giving, groups, people, registrations, resources, services, and music stand. 
these are, you know, if you're trying to uh, administrate different music teams or groups for your church, your whole worship ministry can be on this app called Planning Center Services. And you can organize your entire service, the layout. You can pick all the teams and people can respond through their mobile apps, whether they can be on the team or not. One of the hardest things is when you are trying to get, you know, a team together and find out who you're going to have for the month. And yeah, you could send out Facebook messages and emails and all that. But wouldn't it be nice if everything was just in one place where everybody knew to look for a schedule and everybody could respond to, to their availability? And you get that with Planning Center Services. If you find that you need to do a lot of check-ins, if you've got, you know, children's ministries where people need to sign in each time, then you can use their check-ins app. If you need to manage the building, they have an app called Resources where you can uh, you can actually administrate your whole building as far as, you know, what rooms are booked during what times. And if you're like me, who, uh, who leads worship, worship as well, the Music Stand app is really great because when you create your services and put all your music in, I then open up my Music Stand app and everything is in there, all in order for how I'm how the service is gonna go. It shows me what's coming up next. I can make notes on the fly that my whole team can see. And to me, that is really important. And in my opinion, nobody does it better at helping me administrate and just keep my head on straight than Planning Center's family of services through their apps. Not a sponsor. Uh, yeah, so um, every year we take our grads on a grad trip. Every year we, we take our grads on <laughs> oh, boat trips. We're trip. doing the whole thing, I guess. Woo. Sorry. Oh, that, All right, that, Scrooge is, McBrad. Is that past uh, fair use? What? Did you say something about fair use? <laughs> <laughs> I know I called you Scrooge McBrad. Um, so, uh, yeah, so every year we take our grads on a grad trip and uh, we kind of tailor it to them. Uh, one year we had kind of a sportier group, so we took the whitewater rafting. We've done that a couple times. But what we did two years ago and then this year was we took we rented a couple of houseboats on the Mactaquack Head Pond. So in Fredericton, you may have heard of the Mactaquack Dam. Well, <clears throat> the Mactaquack Dam has created this large thing called the Head Pond. Um, it's kind of almost like a really big river slash really narrow lake, um, but it goes a long way up, and it's super deep water. So it's the perfect scenario, and it's all you're kind of contained. You can only go one direction really and back. Sure. Um, so it's it's well contained, and they have these uh, houseboats you can rent. They have like ten of them, um, and so we've got a, a medium and a large. The large can sleep fourteen people. Um, and the medium can sleep 10. Okay. And they've got hot tubs on the roof. Uh, they've got like, you know, kitchen, living room. Like, it's awesome. Like, it's a super fun time. If you have a, a group that wants to just chill out and relax, it's an awesome way to do it. Uh, we did it two years ago. We had a blast. We only had one boat. This year we had a bigger grad class. So I got one of my uh, other teachers, uh, Mr. Ingram, there. I said, do you want to go on this trip? He said, yeah. I was like, do you have your boat license? He said, no. It's like, it's four hours. Get it. And then he did. And then all of a sudden we can drive something the size of a transport truck on the head pond. Um, so, yeah, we went. And it was fun. And we had the, the hot tubs going. And we it was rainy at one point. At one point we stopped at an island. We It was starting to get kind of wavy and stuff. So we tied up. And uh, all the kids were in the hot tub. And, you know, I wasn't interested in that because, you know, even with your when you're with, like, you know, your friends or whatever, it's you don't want to be too many people in a hot tub because you're touching knees and, it, you know, it gets awkward. So I didn't want to be uh, worried about that with students. So I just didn't. Um, and then all of a sudden I look over and I noticed the boat right beside us, like our boat, is completely empty. So I sneak over and I hop in the hot tub and it was awesome, except for there's one difference between their boat and our boat was it was super wavy and windy oh. and our and, and the little boat was blocking the big boat. So they were pretty stable. Uh, but I get in this hot tub and it was awesome because it was basically a hot tub wave pool because it kept shaking oh. back and forth. And it was su- it was super awesome. I mean it was no deprivation tank, uh, you know, a la barber, but it was still pretty fun. Uh, and then eventually they came over and hopped in at which point I hopped out. But yeah it was it was and it was one of those trips that like nothing crazy exciting. Like it's it's a cool story that like, hey, I went on a houseboat. It's fun. But there was no individual like super cool stories. But it was just a, a, f- a fun time and the kids really enjoyed it. And um, and oh, and one of my kids came downstairs. Excellent. Here uh, we go, ladies and gentlemen. No. I can't tell which one. Oh, it's Gideon. Hello, Gideon. Do you see me? I'm waving to you. Oh, Lucas is reaching for the patent pending 
candy heel of bread. No, that looked like uh, flatbread. Was, was that was flatbread? Yeah. A wrap. Tacos, tacos. So yeah. every anyway, slice is a heel. We uh, we went and it was fun and we came back and yeah, no issues there. And then um, yeah, we had a we had a great time. So I highly recommend it. They're not cheap. But if you can fill them, if you can fill them, uh, it's not too bad. Uh, friends of mine have rented one, and it was they rented the big boat, and they so they could fit seven couples on it. And when you split it up that way, it's an awesome, it's an awesome trip. So I, I, I can't wait for the next time I get to do it and be Captain Candy uh, once again. So you did that with the school, but then you also stayed an extra night, and maybe you mentioned that uh, you stay an yeah, extra night and stay with yeah, the family. Because, um, like the rentals go for like a certain length of time. You either rent the weekend or the full week. Um, and they had like graduation and stuff, so they couldn't stay the full week. And there's only so much time you want to be on a boat with a bunch of teens anyway. Uh, so anyway, so that we, we, we get there, we, we got back to dock at like noon and then they had to go do grad practice or whatever. They're getting ready for graduation. Mm -hmm. So then I came back with my family. Uh, and we stayed the night on the, on the boat. We did the same thing last time. It was awesome. So like, cause the kids are having fun and they all get their own bunk and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it was just, it was a really fun time and, and the kids enjoyed it. And I watched a bunch of, uh, we watched some DuckTales and not DuckTales actually, uh, Tailspin. Oh, I nice. Some DVDs of Tailspin. We watched that on the boat. So that was fun. Now you have a kid that is, um, a puker, you know, we know we've, we've got video evidence <laughs> Of, yeah, of well, that's only when they're sick. Like they're totally fine on the boat. So, no, so we're, we're, we have no problems. No there. seasick. How did how did your wife do? Great. I mean, they're super stable. Like they've when you're even when they're in the super wavy uh, parts, like it wasn't you wasn't really noticeable. It was more noticeable when we tied up because we weren't you know moving through the water. Right. But yeah, super stable. Like no problems at all. Must have no problems. And like with my family, we just like we went out for like a little you know, 25 minute up and back sort of thing. We, we I didn't want to go on a long, long trip. Um, so, but yeah, it was, it was fun. And the kids had a great time and, and, and the high school kids had a great time. And so, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. So when you had um, the, when you had the students, did you captain that thing or was there like a tour guide? I did. Cause if you get a tour guide, it gets even more expensive. So Makes we sense. can just barely afford it. Like when I run the numbers on how much money we have to spend on it, basically we have enough money to do, that and then like just enough money to buy food uh to to go to do it so heels of bread all around here's no, yeah i was thinking here's your here's your houseboat and good news it's, it's cheerios all week honey nut cheerios couldn't afford the honey couldn't afford just just cheerios just cheerios um but no yeah it was a, it was a cool cool thing if any, if anyone's ever been to king's landing that's actually as far as we got like we went all the way to king's landing which is a historical settlement like it's a bunch of actors and they pretend that they're olden days people and it's really big it's a couple acres worth of like buildings so we, we just pulled up there and tied to shore and had breakfast and kind of waited for them to come and tell us to take off but uh we they never did who so captained to, oh sorry a bit of, hmm? oh so I'm, i didn't mean to interrupt you uh, who captained the other boat uh, uh, Brandon, another, another teacher, Mr. Ingram. Okay. So we, during, while we were traveling, we'd let the guys and girls kind of go with whatever boat they wanted. But then at nighttime we split them up, you know, guys and gals sort of thing. And, and, uh, yeah, it was just, yeah, super fun. And they're super easy to drive. Like I let a couple of the kids drive when we were like in the middle of the water sort of thing. Although less this trip than last trip. Cause last trip it was like perfectly calm and super nice. Um, and there's only one of us. Yes, I, I like to envision it as though it were from the movie Up, with when the when the the old man gets you know lifts the house with the balloons and he's got all these ropes and pulleys and stuff in there that he's <laughs> that he's you know maneuvering to to steer this house. Tell me, is it like that, Lucas? It's exactly like that. No, it's just a throttle forward, back, and then there's the wheel, and there's a wheel up top too. That's the fun part. You can steer from the roof, <gasps> uh, which is cool. That's so cool. Okay, it's very cool, and the and having a hot tub on it. Is pretty sweet. Like, and if you're the, it was a little trickier this time because with the other boat, the other time we had one boat. And if you're in the middle of the head pond, it's. I didn't mind letting a kid drive, like a kid, a teenager with a driver's license uh, for cars. <laughs> I don't know uh, that the driver's license covers houseboats. No, but I can only like, drive this houseboat until midnight. If, then I have to be I, in the house. I could, I could tell them like, hey, crash this thing in the shore, and then I could go have a nap because they like. There's if they don't go that fast, so like you can't cause any damage. But because there was two boats that were always not like crazy close, but like they made me too nervous to let them drive very much unless we were like quite a ways apart. Okay. So I didn't do as much of that, but I mean, before I could be like sitting in the hot tub and just jumping out to do little course corrections or whatever. 
uh, and it was pretty sweet. Okay, I've stopped recording the podcast, Lucas. Let's get real for a second. Yep. Did you race them? Uh, yeah, at one point we did. I didn't stop the podcast. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> no, yeah, when we first left the dock, we were racing. Uh, but I was I was being Mr. Cheapskate. I was like, we're burning too much fuel. No, I was just race to the point. <laughs> cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> well, I mean, each of them holds 600 bucks worth of gas. So I didn't, yeah, so and, I didn't want to burn it through. But we didn't we didn't travel that much because uh, the, the water was choppy. So, like, it wasn't as fun. And with two boats, like... You don't want to spend a bunch of time away from half your class, so it was more fun to just tie up at an island, and then they can explore the island, and we fed some ducks, and we we just, yeah, had a great time. Do you know, we basically done a whole episode again just catching up. I knew when I yeah. put I knew when I put in the notes catching up that probably this episode would be this, because it's been, it's been a couple of weeks, I think, since we've really been able to sit down and talk to one another. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. I, I don't mean to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, Part the curtain, as they say. Uh, <laughs> we we had some we had some episodes on the front end here uh, that were that were recorded a few weeks ahead because uh, think like you know life gets busy and life and, happens. People move, people go on houseboats. Yeah, so we had a few. So it's it's been a little bit since we've actually had a chance to kind of talk. There's all kinds of different content and sponsor breaks and you know mystery sounds and all of those types of things. <laughs> but I think for this episode, Lucas, we'll just we'll continue our conversation and then. We'll, we'll call it and then we can come back next week and go through some of these things. I'm actually really, I'm really looking forward to doing the question that Christian can't answer. Um, because <laughs> I want to give it the time it deserves. I actually really do because it, uh, there's, there's an answer to this that a month ago I wouldn't have even thought of. And just through some, some books and podcasts that I'm reading and listening to, uh, really speaks to this about the Old Testament and the Israelites and why they would go to war with all these nations and, and all this different stuff that was going on back then. People ask a lot of questions about it. And I don't know if I would have had a really good answer uh, until a month ago. And I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning, you know, about it a little bit more. So pumped for that. But so, That's okay. Awesome. So did you play chicken with on the houseboats? No, it's funny. Cause at one point, we, we were having a hard time finding a place to tie up for breakfast because, like, it was either too deep or too shallow or whatever. And they're like, well, why can't we just tie the houseboats together? And I was like, it was all, like, wavy. And I was like, ah, I just see them, like, smashing into each other. And if they're tied into each other, we couldn't really maneuver. So I was like, I, no, I can't, we can't do that. And we did find a good spot. But um, question? Uh, no, I was, I was waving across the parking lot to, uh, to a good pastor and friend and a previous guest. Our district superintendent, Reverend Mark Collins, is driving up into his lawn. So I, I waved at him, but then he stopped, which made me think maybe he actually saw me and thinks something's up. <laughs> you think you're furiously uh, waving him down. Uh, I guess one other thing that's up with me, houseboats aside, is that uh, I'm officially on summer vacation as of about two hours ago. So that's exciting. Yeah, well, um, is it? Because it sounds like vacation for you is watching House Hunters Hawaii. That's that's summer. That's winter time, Lucas. Um, you can do better. No, no I, like it's been you know busy getting ready for everything, and uh, and my other problem was I had a, a a dentist visit, and it just got happened to fall on the last day of school. So I was like, like oh my summer doesn't even start really. I, I decided my summer started after I got uh, my trip to the dentist. I'm getting a crown installed, um, so your, I'm royalty. Your, your Majesty, and uh, yes. But basically, I had a I had to have a root canal like back in university, and uh, dentist talk with Lucas. What a fun podcast! That's okay. I've uh, got I've got something to toss in here. Okay, good. And uh, anyway, and I remember it was like kind of sucky, and uh, so I was a little <laughs> bit nervous about it because he said like, "Oh yeah, we get to throw a crown on that." And he's like, "And while we're there, we'll like basically hollow out all the stuff that got all the filling and like put a new yep. one in." And, uh, and I'm always super nervous. Like I'm a big nerd. I mean, I don't have to take like calm down drugs or anything to, to go to the dentist. Like some people do, but like, I'm always nervous about it. Cause like, I'm always afraid they're going to hit a nerve, whatever that means. Actually a mutual friend of ours, uh, was in the dentist chair when he was 14, they hit a nerve and he punched someone in the face and then had to go to do to a different dentist, uh, because they thought he did it on purpose. Um, so I'm, I'm always afraid of that. So if you ever see me in the dentist chair, which is unlikely, You'll see me white knuckle clawing into the handrest so I don't accidentally hit somebody if they hit a nerve. But uh, anyway, so they, they well, get wait, all wait, the wait, stuff. Wait. And they, 
Yes. I'm sorry. Don't forget off air. We got to discuss that. I want to know who I I presume I know. Okay, good. Uh, And so, uh, so, but like I've had a couple fillings before, so it's not a big, big deal except for this one, because they were basically hollowing out my tooth with all the stuff. Like it was making weirder sounds than it ever does. And it felt super, ah, it was not all blah. It wasn't fun. But then I also found out when I sat down, she's like, oh yes, this is a good, uh, we're doing your, your crown prep. I was like, oh yeah. I'm like prep. She's like, I was like, is this some, is there more than just today? She's like, oh yeah, it's a two day procedure. I was like, oh, brutal. Uh, but yeah. apparently they did most of the work today and they're going to come back and like, just take off my, my temporary crown and put on my, my, my beautiful crown. And you'll get yeah. your scepter and, and my scepter and, and wear my robe. Yeah. Uh, so that shouldn't be too bad, but long story short, uh, it's funny cause I, I really don't care for the dentist, but I, my dentist, I actually really like them and my hygienist, I really like her. Like they're really funny and they're chatty. And actually one of the hardest parts about going to the dentist is they always have these great conversations and it's torture that I can't, you know, join in because their hands are in my mouth. So, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it's a damper on things. Yeah, they're really good at talking, and and you're like, I, I've got, I've got something to contribute. I've got something. <laughs> Try to text them. I know exactly can, what you're talking about. Can you give me, can you give me your phone numbers? I'll text you. <laughs> I, uh, I yeah. had to have a root canal a couple of years ago, and I was terrified, uh, right? Because same thing, you're gonna hit a, a nerve. What's that gonna be like? I, I was just, but the pain that I was, you know, over, you know. Uh, I just had, it had to happen. And yeah. so I, I went to go get it and you probably already know this, but when I went to get it, the, the dentist tried to freeze my tooth because then you, they start drilling in, right? And clearing right. it out and getting rid of the nerve uh, so that you don't feel anything anymore. And the freezing wouldn't work. Oh. So he drilled my tooth out and I felt every little uh, bit of it because that freezing, it, and they, they kept, like he kept upping the freezing and would like, do it. And then he'd start drilling and I'd be like, I would grab a hold of the chair because he he was hitting my nerve. Oh. And so he and then so he said, if we can just get a little bit further, I can actually put a needle down into there, which terrified Great. me. Fun. And and we can we can um we can sedate it down there or you know, um whatever. Yeah. So I'm like so so he's like, Do do I keep going? So now the dentist is looking at me for whether we're gonna go or not. Oh no! And I've got like the the whole like uh, uh, yeah, go for it, yeah, <laughs> right. And I and so I just said just just go for it, and I just gripped the 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 handles on that chair, and he's like, okay. The sound is like so so awful. Oh, oh. yeah. And I've got so there's tooth. You know, you can feel tooth flying up into your mouth and all that. Shards. So my, my tooth felt everything. My lip was hanging off my body when I was done because there was so much freezing on me. My lip took the full brunt of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I was at the start of this episode, actually. I was all, like, numbed out on one side. But the last time I had to get a cavity, they had to keep giving me same thing, like freezing. They could feel it, freezing, feel it, whatever. But by the end of it, by the time they got me frozen, my earlobe was frozen. Like, half my ear was frozen. You forgot math. Like, <laughs> how close to my brain is this getting? Like, am I going to forget fractions or how's this going to work? Anyway, yeah. but uh, it's funny because when, you know, you always hear the thing. I was so scared about getting a root canal because they say like, oh, I'd rather have a root canal than that. So it's set up as this like painful thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. But but when I had mine done, I had a better experience than you. Like, it basically was just like getting a cavity. It just took like forever. Um, so anyway, but I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm always wondering, am I more of a scaredy cat than the average Joe or just like average? Like I think the, no one loves getting dental work done with, that involves the drill. I don't think, cause I know there are some people who have to like get sedation. Actually my dentist does sedation where they'll either give you a little pill to zonk you out or they'll actually put you under. Wow. So, but I'm sure that's not cheap. So I just man up and wince all the time actually it was funny because i was getting work done and and all of a sudden i heard him make the sound he was like Whoop. i was like oh like it sounded like he was like like something was getting away from him i was like what's going on and, I was, and but he never said anything and then i heard him go Whoop. and i was like and I started, I started to be like freaking out i was like what's going on what's happening but then i realized it was the suction machine scraping against that latex dam thing they put in your mouth oh yeah and it was just making like a weird suction sound but i thought it was the dentist like having something really horrible go wrong so anyway but long story short it was a 
Yeah, it's over now. So my summer has officially begun, and I have to go back in two weeks, and they put on, then I get crowned with mini crowns. Uh, you hear? So it's going to be great. Whoop. Uh, nurse, we're going to need to get an x-ray of that belly real quick. <laughs> May have lost uh, a pick in there. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Boop. Boop. Oh, my goodness, no. Lucas. Uh, well, listen, we have, we've been going for just about 50 minutes. Let's get this thing uh, wrapped up. And then next week when we come back, we will hit, we'll, we'll hit all these things. While, just while you were talking that last little bit, I just realized that the episode is, is ending. The music just kicked in to tell us that it was time to go. I just muted it. Um, <laughs> we can actually, we can talk about this more, but I just realized that we can actually share our Zoom call live on Facebook as it's happening with the Oxford Holy Club. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, I was just scrolling through a couple of options there for a second and I saw it. So we'll, we'll have to talk about that, see what we can do. But while we're thinking of that, Lucas, walk us out of here. All right. Well, everyone, you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram uh, at Oxford Holy Club, or you can email us, OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, if you find a funny uh, Yahoo answer or something you want to throw up there, uh, or a question Christians can't answer, maybe you have one, or maybe you've heard of one, uh, you can send it to OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. If you're using social media, throw up the hashtag OH Club. And of course, if you have a few minutes, just, you know, one minute, just go and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It's a huge help to us. And of course, share it with your friends. Let them know about it. Um, and if you give us a five-star rating, we'll read it on the air. And don't forget, we don't pay to advertise for this show. So the only way that the show grows is with your help. So if you could do all those things that Lucas just mentioned, that would be fantastic. You can also call in and leave us a one-minute voice message. And so if those other options don't really fit your need, then uh, you can click the link that's below in the description of the episode and send us a voice message, either a word of encouragement or tell us that we're just crazy or whatever you like. Uh, and unless you tell us otherwise, we'd be happy happy to put that little snippet on the show as well there's also a link in the description if you'd like to financially support the podcast which would help future endeavors and just keep the lights on if that's a thing in podcast world but more importantly ladies and gentlemen until next time keep spiritually fit and, and have, have fun, fun.